Welcome to Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. And this episode, we are going to discuss the scandalous, but very <laughs> sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, not for Erica Jane, but we're going to be covering the documentary that was just released on Hulu, The Housewife and the Hustler, which talks about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. Girardi. Yeah. You yeah, said it. You got it. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. It's pretty insane. Definitely learned a lot. For those of you guys who maybe don't know about Erica Jane, she's uh, a housewife on the franchise. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, which by the way is, it's one of, it's like on the bottom of my list. Is it? Well, considering like Miami and Texas, it's probably like, it's not in my top. It's in like my top three. Top three? Yeah. I would say it goes Atlanta, Beverly Hills, and then New York are my top three. Wow. Maybe Beverly Hills can be swapped with New York. I feel like they're like on the same level for me. Okay, but have you started watching Potomac yet? I have not. And okay. I've also had somebody, a listener, write in saying that Salt Lake City is their fave. Really? And to get into that. I've never watched Salt Lake. I've never watched Miami. I don't even know if they still do a Miami. They I don't. Think they're, I think they might be bringing it back. Oh, shit. I think I really like Beverly Hills because even from the get-go, they actually felt like they actually have a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't doing it for years. Like, Adrian Maloof, like that bitch... Yeah. had a lot of money and like Yolanda and all of them it didn't yeah. seem like they were like just trying to act like they were rich for the cameras I actually felt like they were rich but who knows because like a fucking Erica Girardi it's insane before we dive into that I know yeah. that we kind of wanted to touch base on the whole Britney Spears situation oh God, yeah. because she just appeared in court Mm -hmm. I don't know all of the facts of how that went yeah well it's crazy because when we started this podcast our first episode was gonna be the free Britney documentary and then we were like well let's wait because she's about to go to trial for all these things so more stuff's gonna come out maybe we'll do a full episode on it but it is what she revealed is exactly what a lot of people were thinking she's pretty much just been held against her will to perform and do all these things. I think the most shocking revelation is that she had an IUD in her arm and they refused to let her take it out because they didn't want her to have a kid. Like, that's fucked up. That is so fucked up, Michelle. I remember when they were talking about um, the conservatorship and I was even telling Joe, I was like, when you're under that, they can control if Mm -hmm. you have kids or not. Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't know that specifically with Britney's situation. That is so sad. And I'm really surprised because Joe was like, are you nervous? Because I'm such a Britney Spears fan. Mm-hmm. And I've been like obsessed with her since I was younger. But I was worried because I feel like last time she was supposed to appear in court, it got pushed back. Yeah. And I'm just like, are they medicating her to where she appears the way that she has been appearing and she can't talk mm-hmm. with like a straight mind? And is yeah. she going to just look not mentally stable yeah. and they're just not going to believe her and brush her off? So I was really worried, but I'm glad that she did make it there. I'm glad too. And sometimes like I'm very wary of like when fans get too involved in celebrities' lives. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, all right, take it down a few notches. Like Definitely. it's too much. But I think this actually proved that sometimes it's helpful. Like I think the whole free Britney movement really helped her able be able to come forward and be like, Yeah, you're right, like what I'm presenting is not true. I just why would a woman I think she's in her forties need to be in this conservatorship? Especially with her having all of those shows and working yeah. so hard. Yep. It's like, if you're if she's unable to make decisions and take care of herself, then why, are you, why would you have her yep. work all of these jobs making so much money? Well, she's a performing monkey to them. Like, it's she's so just sad. a cash cow. It's like, I'm sorry, your father doesn't have a talent, so now he's just, like, literally still just riding on your back. Mm-hmm. As he's done your whole life since you were a kid at the mini, the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking gross. Like, go do your own job. So I wonder what's going to be decided and... I think they'll get rid of it at this point. Hopefully they'll, like, dissolve it. Last I knew, she wasn't... She's like, I'll still be under it, but just put it under 
a someone else's like go to a third party yeah. just get it away yeah. from my dad well originally i think she was like i just want a different lawyer to be on it or the bank or mm-hmm. something like that but now i think yesterday she said i want to be able to sue my family <gasps> Brittany. yeah oh fucking God. get them that's ugh. It is so disgusting that all these people have just been making hundreds of millions of dollars on her performing day in and day out, and Mm -hmm. she's not able to control any aspect of her life or her body. That's fucking insanity. I see a lot when I'm on YouTube is that her people or whatever, her team, will promote, like, new merch and new new albums that are, like, on vinyl and all of this stuff, and everyone's like, we're not buying anything until she's no longer in this anymore. Exactly. We're not giving you our money. We want to give it to Britney. It's so gross. So hopefully some new things will come out of that. And I was worried, though, Michelle, because towards the end, people were, and a lot of celebrities and fellow musicians, they were like, maybe it's just the fans getting out of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she does have something wrong to where she does need to have this kind of care, but you would never know because if she's under something and if it's just going to make it worse for her to speak out, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't speak out either. No. And she said that she's been taking lithium against her will this whole time, too. Oh, my gosh. Which I'm not. I don't even know what that does. Yeah, but I think it just... Lithium is a type of medicine known as a mood stabilizer. Mm -hmm. It's used to treat mood disorders such as mania and hypomania. I don't know. I feel like they've just gotten away on treating her as if she's like super manic all the time because she had that breakdown like 2005, 2007. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you watch the documentary, it's because she was being hounded by paparazzi every fucking second of her life. Like, so awful. any normal person would have a fucking mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's 2021, like, they've been using that excuse for the last 15, 16 years. It's insane. I feel really bad for her kids, too, and for Brittany, because when she was younger, all she talked about was, she's like, oh, I can't wait until I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to have kids, and that's yeah. what my dream is, is to be a mom. And she hasn't been able to have a kid this whole time because she has had, like, an involuntary IUD. And it's like she's had a long-term boyfriend. Like, she's probably wanted to have a kid with him. Mm-hmm. And she can't because that probably prevents her from performing. And, like, is what 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 is happening? Do you think that is her actual boyfriend? I always oh, I go back and forth because some people are like, is he just for hire? And the thing that she said yesterday, she was saying, like, I just want to go out for a drive with my boyfriend. And, like, I'm not even allowed to do that. Like, she's not allowed to leave on her own, like, volition. So it seems like she wants to be with him. Yeah. It's it's literally just, like, what you always think is, like, these momagers and shit that are just mm-hmm. using their children to make a shit ton of money. But it just never stopped with Brittany. I feel like her mom wanted to help her. Mm-hmm. But maybe she felt her hands were tied, or maybe she didn't. I don't know the facts. And then also her younger sister, Jamie Lynn Mm -hmm. Spears. I remember her brother Brian did like an interview on E! News or something like that. And he was just making it sound like Britney was fine, obviously. And that the fans are overreacting. And it's like, if you're getting money by -hmm. not doing anything, all of this money, you're going to say whatever the fuck. Just to keep getting it. And also, it's like... Who the fuck cares if she decides to get out of this conservatorship and she starts doing coke and becomes a stripper? Like, who the fuck cares? She's her own person. She can live her life however the fuck she wants. I don't. I really do not understand why people are in charge of making her live her life a certain way. Yeah. That makes no sense. That's if, if, if like, my father just came out of nowhere and said, she doesn't know how to act. Like, I'm going to be her legal guardian again. They kept her as a prisoner. She's help. absolutely a prisoner. To make that money. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's like going back to the 50s where people are like, well, is your husband or your father around? Like, you can't make these decisions. It's like, get the fuck out of here. And it just goes to show also that men just want to control women's bodies because they did not want her to have a baby. So they just implanted her with an IUD. And then you can't have an abortion because that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, what can we do? Can you tell That's me what we so can do? crazy to me. It doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> I just don't get why we can't just live our fucking lives Mm -hmm. without it being a man's issue. Here I go again. (laughs) Here I fucking go. (laughs) Okay. Um, Besides that, have you heard that Benifer is back? Benifer? Okay, Michelle. (laughs) I don't know 
why. We're just like tr- being transplanted back in the early 2000s right now. I know. I love it. I don't know what I think about Don't ben say it. Mm. Affleck. Watch your Do mouth. Do you like him? Oh, no, he's from I don't Boston? care, but yeah, he's oh, from Boston. Shit. <laughs> See, you guys all stick together. <laughs> Ooh, watch your mouth. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'll go back to Benifer in a second, but Joe sent me this article and it was talking about how Massachusetts is known as the rudest state. And I'm like, it is. I believe it. It's yeah. fucking true. Why are you guys so rude up here? I feel like it's it's mildly rude and it's also just like blunt. But why are you guys all so unhappy? I don't know. Because it's fucking bad winters. So I don't know. Okay, but back to Benifer though. I don't really know. I feel like it's just kind of like a PR thing. Yeah, I... Mm. They're just having fun. They're yeah. both hot. Yeah. They're like, let's mess around and uh-huh. get some PR. Yeah. I guess it could be PR. I also think it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, we're both single again. Why did we not date? Why did we break up again? I think they... Do we know why they broke up back then? I think they broke up because like way too much paparazzi. Like they just blew up the yeah. fact that they were together and they were just being recorded day in and day out looking into it a little bit and they had pushed off their wedding like the day before in their comment to the public they said we literally were scheduling three decoy brides at three different venues so that we could have our wedding and we realized this is out of control and so they like postponed it and then they ended up breaking up like six months later or something I mean I'm not judging because what do I know but it seems so fast like I feel like she was just with the other guy, what's his name? Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just with, like, this other young actress or whatever. Okay, and it could have been a thing of where they broke it off a long time ago, but mm-hmm. just, like... Yeah, that's true. Didn't have their statements and everything mm-hmm. in order for the... That's true. The one thing... So I was reading an article about it, and they called... You know how, um, you know, the years 2000 to 2010, mm-hmm. sometimes it's called, like, the knots? Why? Have you never heard that? No. Um... Because not means like zero. So it's like the that oh, first decade okay. before it's like. Anyway, so some t- it's usually referred to as the knots, but they called it the naughties. And I thought that was so cute. Fan? Not a fan? <laughs> Wait, they called them the naughties? No, or just like, that time? Yeah. Like, like they were together in the naughties. Because mm-hmm. you know, like you can't, when you're trying to describe like decades, you're like, oh, that happened in the 90s or whatever. It's hard to say like, oh, that happened between 2000 and 2010. It's hard to say that happened in the 2000s? Yeah. Well, because 2000s could be like all of it. They call it the knots. The 2000s. Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, the the noughties makes me sound like you're saying the 90s. I know, but that's why I love it. What would come after the noughties eventually? I don't, I, I don't know what they call the decade between, like, the 2010 and 2020. The 90s, the noughties, and the toddies. And the toddies. Well, would you go back to an ex? Like, is it worth it? I wouldn't go back to any of my exes, no. Mm-hmm. I think if me and Jake broke up for not a very specific reason, like, right now, and then I dated somebody else, and then I would probably try and go back to yeah, Jake. just to see. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Because I... I think they were together in, like, their late 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. and then they broke up just because there was just too much attention on them, and then they went and had families and shit, and it's like, well, if that was fun. Yeah. They're both hot. I want her to get back with Mark Anthony, though. Yeah. Mark Anthony, really? He was so sweet and romantic. It was sweet, but there is nothing about that man that I find attractive. Is that rude? It is crazy, though, because I feel like we're going back to those times. Because yes. anything I watch, everyone's talking about Benifer. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. people. Well, yeah, and it's like, well, they're just going to break up again because everyone's in their asshole again. Yeah. But, but it I might don't know. be a little different because now, especially with social media and being a celebrity, you kind of have your own way of narrating your own yes. story, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, is Ben cute, though? I think he's, he's cute. cute. I don't think... I, I'm, i like, with you where I'm just, like... I get he's, like, a good actor. I'm doing is air he? quotes. I get... I think so. I mean, he I gets jobs. But he just has, like, too much of a too-cool-for-school attitude for me where it's, like, he's, like, above it. Have you ever watched Gone Girl? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. Wait, we... And then also, what about when he messaged that girl on Raya? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Like, I forget. He's, like, it's me, Ben... The actual Ben. Oh, she's Uh, supposed to swoon and take your panties off? I don't like it. I think he's too cool for school. So that brand, Sully's, that's in the area that, like, Jake worked for, with, or whatever. Somehow he gets, like, celebrities' addresses and he just, like, ships them a shit ton of, like, merchandise so that they can be caught wearing Mm -hmm. it. 
And all through the pandemic, Ben Affleck was just um, photographed wearing, like, Sully's gear. That's so cool, though. He, like, did it to Conan O'Brien, too. Yeah, I remember Conan. All right, well, since we're talking about hot couples, let's get into uh, (laughs) Erica Jane and uh, Tom Girardi. The hottest couple. (laughs) The hottest couple in Beverly Hills. There was literally a point in the documentary where um, somebody's talking about him, and they're like, he's not a big man, but he was powerful and charming, charismatic. I mean, Jake Rushing. Oh, that sounds familiar. (laughs) And I was just like, and so hot. (laughs) (laughs) He was handsome back in the day. Mm -mm. Okay, fine. Not my cup of tea. He looks, like, sweet, which I always felt like he looked really sweet, and that's why I really liked him, like... With the persona that they presented, where it's like he's sweet and yeah. gentle, mm-hmm. and rooting for like the underdog and helping them. And all right, so if you guys are interested in checking the documentary out, uh, ABC did it. Mm-hmm. ABC Originals. It came out on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I think they did it pretty fast. Yeah. Too. Yeah, that was a quick turnaround because even on the show, I try to catch up with this season to see like if I could glean any more information. And they're only on, like, episode five, and they're just about to get into it. Yeah. Um, so they did it before even, like, Bravo shit came out. Mm-hmm. The last episode of The Housewives I saw in this season that you're talking about is where, at the end of the episode, they all get a text message from Erica, and oh, she's okay. like, hey, ladies, yeah. you guys are all my friends. I want you to hear it from me first. Tom and I are getting a yeah. One more episode came out after that, and they're stretching it the fuck out. Of course they are. And we still haven't seen Erica. They're all at, like, oh a God. party, and then it's a yet another to-be-continued. <sighs> Erica's about to walk through the door and see the ladies for the first time. Whoa. So they had a whole other episode after that where they still haven't. Do we know how many days it's been since she told them? I think it's been, like, a week-ish, week or two. My first note is... Danielle Staub has entered the chat. Michelle, I said, Danielle Staub, why? 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 And, like, it was so dramatic with her walking in. fucking walking in, and they show her, like, that's Danielle. Yeah. She's the worst. She really is. I mean, do what you gotta do. I know that they didn't get paid. So, yeah, but yeah. she's there for just to get her name out. Well, she's fucking petty as fuck. So if there's yeah. a place that she can go and talk shit about the housewives, it's gonna, she's, she's gonna fucking there. Uh, so Danielle Stop is a former housewife from the New Jersey cast, mm-hmm. also known as prostitution whore. I didn't call her that. No. Teresa. We would never. Judice did. We would never. The Married table. 19 times. <laughs> <laughs> the table flip heard Ta- around the world. Yes. <laughs> She was, you know what, in season one, I was rooting for her. I was like, everyone's teaming up against her. Yeah. She's calling out fucking Joe Judice on being a homophobe. Like, I like this girl. Mm-hmm. Everyone just fucking hates her for no reason. She's actually a sweetheart. Season two, she just went off the rails. But is it more of a thing of where she's the new girl because they always kind of um, go against the new person yeah. and where she's like, all right, this is the role I'm given to be on the show, so I'm going to take it, especially if she wants a chance to be recasted. So, I mean, I feel like she might have a good bone in her, but I I could see how she plays it up for the TV. I think that maybe in the second season she decided, all right, I'll just lean into the villain character. But by the time she kind of comes back and she has her whole wedding on the show, she's so Is it Marty? Yeah, with Marty. She's so petty and rude and, like... You're right. I forgot all about suit, that. And yeah. she kind of um, made him choose between his kids and her. And her... You don't fucking do no. that. No. And Margaret, who is, like, one of my, like, favorites yes. later on... I love Margaret. She goes to, like, somebody's party and she's like, oh, you want to go there? Like, what do you guys have in common? You cheated on her, your husband? And it was just, like, such a flip. Like, how dare you go against me? I'm like, you can't be friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not a, fr- a good friend if somebody else goes to do something and immediately that's on the tip of your tongue to immediately cut them down so hard. We're on the first note of this thing and we've just gone into New Jersey. Welcome to Let's Not. So then my next note is Heather McDonald, which is my queen from Juicy Scoop. Yeah. I love her so much. She was good. I wish she was my aunt. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Older sister. I don't know how old is she. I don't know how old she is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But she, oh my god, and then also Dana Wilkie. Okay, so I don't remember her. She was the the $25,000 glasses lady. She was like, did you know? 25000 
Was she just a friend of the she house? She was a friend of maybe season two, three. She comes in with Brandy, like when Brandy was still a friend of. Okay. And they have that game night at her house when Brandy and Kim get into it. And Kim calls her a pig slut, I think. Oh, shit. Okay, I don't really remember her. Nobody does. So when everyone <laughs> kept talking about that, I'm like, $25,000 glasses, I don't remember her. Oh, she was so fucking annoying. And I, I'm i like six pages into my notes when I realized that it's her. Wow. Because I did not, she looks completely different. I will say, like, when it started having Danielle, and then I was like, where is this going? Mm-hmm. You told me, you're like, it's really good. Yeah. And then I saw Danielle. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What's going on? Is this just going to be trash? Is it going to be trash? Yeah. But they also had a little bit of clips of Chris Darden. Yeah. Yeah. Who is famously known of working on the O.J. Simpson trial. Yep. They had some lawyers. They had some lawyers. And then also Sunny Hostin, who is, I oh, believe yeah, yeah. she's like an attorney. And then she's also a co-host on The View. Yep. So those were like all of our talking heads throughout this. We also meet some of the victims. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, the coming up on is like Danielle Staub just like doing her little money quotes. And then <laughs> the whole documentary really starts off there's an interview in 2017 where they're like going through the mansion it was obviously like filmed for abc like when they were not Mm -hmm. under investigation we get the background on tom girardi and what like a badass he is i have no idea that he was involved in the aaron brockovich oh yeah i feel like they hit that a few times in beverly hills i must have missed see i told you beverly hills was like at the bottom of my my so i didn't pay attention too much yeah he was like the lawyer in the aaron brockovich case pretty much just a badass he became like the gatekeeper for like politicians to become politicians and judges to get on the bench like everyone went to this guy and that's probably why he got away with it for so long because like he was friends with all the people that would have been checking him he was the man. He was the man. Also, I said, love that they play Culture Club during his montage. It's oh like so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get background on Erica James. Yes. Um, I think I like remembered a lot of this from Beverly Hills, though. Like her background. Okay, I really didn't because I wasn't interested in Erica Jane until she kind of glammed up. Yeah. And I felt like they showed her more and mm-hmm. she, I don't know, I was always, I loved her because of her glam. Yeah. She's so funny. She's very like quick-witted and yeah. she's sarcastic and she's blunt and honest mm-hmm. and she'll call you out for your shit. So I, I love Erica Jane, but. I loved her too. She was my favorite. I don't know if I can, I can love her anymore. I'll we'll see. get into it. I'm there with you. I definitely thought she brought she brought it to like Beverly Hills. Like when she came on, I was like, "Ooh, you have like names for your outfits and like what they are and like your mm-hmm. glam." When they would go on trips and she would have like the perfect outfits for where they were. I was like, "This is what I'm watching the show for is to like see this level of fucking glam and luxury and money. Like luxury. it's disgusting." But also, why am I here? Mm-hmm. This is why I'm here. She's from New York, right? She's originally from Georgia, and then Georgia. when she was like in her teens, she went to New York. She wanted to be a singer, wanted to be a pop star. Ended up getting a job at New Jersey's Shakers, which is like a go-go dance strip club. Danielle Staub also worked there. Also which worked is... <laughs> there, but not at the same time. Not at the same time. But I feel like that's why she's in this documentary, for like the two-pointed interconnections. But she said, she's like, I met her once or twice. <laughs> I'm like, mm. why are you here, Danielle? <laughs> also, her, her hair. She had, like, um some hot roots going on. It was hot roots. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't like to really judge people on their looks and stuff like that. But I just feel like she's so rotten that even her glam squad is just like, we're gonna fucking <laughs> fuck this up. She Her extensions were, like, blonde. And then her... Like, actual hair was, like, copper. Yeah. It made no sense. Just didn't really blend in. No. But that's what happens when you fuck over too many people. It's true. Okay, so how did she meet Tom? They met in 2000. I'm pretty sure she was a hostess at a restaurant. So they got together in 2000. They were married for, like, 10 years, and she was just, like, the lawyer's wife. Mm -hmm. And then in around 2007 is when she came out with her first hit, and she just wanted, she was like, I always wanted to be a singer. Like, let me do my career now. 
And so then she became Erica Jane, which I think is perfect. It's like you put in 10 years of just like being like the pretty face next to like this guy. Yeah. Go and do you if you have the money to do it. And that's if I had all the money in the world, I would start a singing career. Like I would make albums. I would make so many fun music videos. They would all be spooky related, but it would just be so fun. It would be. Someone was like, oh, she wanted to be a singer so bad. But then like when she got with him, she stopped. And it's like, yeah, because, like, you... She didn't need to work. She didn't need to do she anything. She didn't need to hustle. She kind of, I feel like she lost maybe the hunger for it. Because yeah. it's like, you're already set up, so... You don't need to do it. And then I'm sure you're just like, all right, let me just kick back. Like, I don't need to do shit. And then eventually you get to bored and you're just like, all right, I actually wanted... Like, maybe I actually did want to do that yeah. stuff. And now I'm going to do it. Like, who cares that she took, like, ten years to just fucking live as a housewife? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Somebody sign me up. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting because um, starting off, like when all of this money went into her music career mm-hmm. and into Erica Jane, there wasn't really any return on investment. No, no. I can't even imagine how much money Tom spent on this. Wait, I oh don't think God. he cared or was upset about no, it. No, no. And then shortly after, that's when she was casted on The Real Housewives, and I think that's what... It blew up. Blew up everything, yeah. 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 And I still doubt that she was making that much money of a return on it, because I think she just put so much money into it, and she pays all of her people very well. Mm -hmm. At least that was one thing. Like At least her her people were getting paid for their work and time. Did you know the guy, Mikey, that is like her director? Yeah, her creative director. worked with the Pussycat Dolls? I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that. I always hear in interviews, they're like, who is this guy? I'm like, he was a creative director Mm -hmm. for the Pussycat Mm -hmm. Dolls. Yeah, I don't. With Robin Hanson. They were just so well organized. It's not like she just got like random people that were in her posse to be like, all right, now you're my creative director. Like they had lookbooks for all of her outfits. Like they knew what they were fucking doing. Mm -hmm. So she came in in 2015 during the sixth season. And when I was watching this, I thought her and Dorit came in at the same time. But they definitely, like, upped all of those ladies' games. Like, they came in with fucking fashion. And that's what I'm here for. Like, stop giving me these, like, silky camisole blouses or whatever. (laughs) Like, if you're going to spend $500 on a top, make it look fucking cool. Right. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Did they welcome her? Like, what was that like? I think that they did because she came in, like, I think Yolanda was who brought her in because Mm -hmm. Yolanda's husband at the time was David Foster. So it really gave her, like, the music cred. And then I think because she was just, like, so cool and badass and, like, was working all the time and had all those shows, I don't think they gave her a lot of shit. I wish I could do her voice. Oh, my I wish you could too. I wish I could. Because I just want to say like in her way where she's like, yeah. I'm not pleasing you. You need to be pleasing me. Yeah. If you could do her voice, I would make you talk like that all the I time. Would, I would talk like that all the time, Michelle. <laughs> okay. So we learn about Erica. They start to bring in one of Tom's clients. Clients. Which did become a victim of Tom Girardi. Mm-hmm. So his name was Joe Ragomez on September 9th, 2010. It was opening day for NFL in San Bruno, California. He's watching the game with his girlfriend and a gas line just erupts and causes a humongous fire. 80 to 90% of his outside body was burnt. His inside organs were also burnt from like inhaling it. Unfortunately, his girlfriend died in the the fire. It was PG and E. They were culpable for it because it was a faulty line that they should have known about Mm -hmm. that caused all of this. So Tom Girardi, who was known for settling all these cases where like, you know, the little guy gets fucked over by the big company and he gets them to give them millions and millions of dollars. He gets put on the case. He does not do a great job. (laughs) No. He does get them settled and he gets them to get $12 million. Unfortunately, he does not pay them. The month. mom said he did get checks every month for yeah. the first few years, but then it was like once in a while a check wouldn't come through or he mm-hmm. wouldn't see it, and mm-hmm. then it started happening more often, and then they realized something's not right here. Something seems pretty sketchy. He also wanted them, he was like, well, I've seen like young people like 
blow through all their money. Like, well, how about you invest it with me? I have like a 6% return Jeez. and all this other shit. Absolutely nothing will get lost and stuff like that. And it's also like, is that common for the attorney to not just give you all the money? See, and that's what I didn't know. I'm like, is is it a common thing? Like, I would just be like, can I just get all of it yeah. now? If it was in payments, I'd be like, okay, obviously you're using that money yeah. or you don't have money to give me. Like, something's not right. It doesn't make sense it that it would be sense. in payments. Yeah. I thought you would just get the full settlement. Mm -hmm. So there's the trial settlement. It goes into a trust account that the lawyer's not supposed to touch. They can take their, like, like trial payments out mm -hmm. of it, like their, their fees. fees. And then it has to go over to the client. Like, if a lawyer is touching any of that money, that's rules for disbarment. Yep. And pretty much what Tom Girardi has been doing for 40 years is skimming some of that money. And with this case, he tried to skim all of it. He, like, tried to put it in a quote-unquote investment. The nerve! It's yeah. like, you really think you're not going to get caught, bro? Seriously, and... I'm not trying to blame them, but also it's like, where's the paperwork? Why wouldn't you be like, I need to see the paperwork for this investment. Like, not only do I need to know where my money's going, but I feel like that's something you have to present for your taxes and stuff. Like, I got this $12 million settlement. It's in this investment account or whatever. Don't you have to present that shit? I would understand if he's like, this is what we're doing. This is how it works. This is normally... Mm -hmm how it goes, I'd be like, okay, I wouldn't know Michelle. It's like, I would trust him, the big fucking lawyer, uh -uh. this man, yeah. acting and, like he's so concerned about. And I feel like that's a tough one, is he is, he seems so sweet, and he does seem like he is looking out for your best interest. Those voicemails that they were playing, where he's like, hey, it's Tom Girardi, like, don't be mad at me. He seems so caring and compassionate mm -hmm. towards his clients, and he kind of, te he treats every client as if that's his yeah. favorite client and makes you just feel like yeah. he thinks the world of you, and he's pretty much love-bombing them. He's love-bombing them. And Joe uh, Rugomez even said, like, he would take them at him out to dinner and all this other stuff. And that was, I had to look it up after the fact because... In my head, I was thinking, okay, he just started doing this recently because the expenses of Erica Jane became too much. And so this is when he started doing it. He's been doing this his whole career. Like, the Aaron Brockovich case that happened before Erica came into the picture, they finally got all the paperwork from it. And there was, like, a lot of clients in the settlement, so they had to pay out a lot of people. And so they were coming up with people. Like, there was a person called, like, Giovanni Medici and Lee Marvin and what? Ernest And they were all Citizen. fake names. They were all fake names so that they can put, like, a piece of the pie into these Back names. Into, yeah. And, like, who's going to question that? It's like, well, there's oh. a thousand people on the settlement. Like, we each get this much. But he made up, like, a few of those people. He paid out uh, brokerages that had nothing to do with it, which was probably, like, old debts that he needed to pay mm -hmm. off through the settlement. It's like, who the fuck are wow. you? There were uh, complaints about him mm -hmm. a long time ago that they never looked into. There was this Los Angeles Times article that I was reading also, and it's pretty much just like, he had seduced so many people in the bar, politicians, all those things. Like, there was nobody to actually check him because he was friends with all of them. Mm. White man privilege, mm. once again, mm. <laughs> ruins the party. That's the life of being the man. Oh my god. So with Joe's case, Joe's mom has a best friend who worked for Tom. He was, she was like, um, she was a legal consultant. Legal consultant. Thank you. Um, but yeah, they were best friends forever and she actually worked for a different firm, but she knew that he was like the best at this. So Kim, Archie, she connected Joe's mom with Tom and then while they were working on that case, Tom was like, well, why don't you come work for me? Mm -hmm. So then Kim went to go work for Tom for, like, seven years. So I feel like that was, like, also, like, another, like, way to have your tentacle in somebody that's, like, kind of involved so that she could be like, no, 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 like, Kathy, like, he's still, he's good, like, don't worry about it. Like, I work, he's my boss now. So he ended up hiring her for seven years, and then, unfortunately, once they were starting to get, like, nervous about shit and things started seeming shady they were like looking into it more i'm speaking about kim and kathy and then unfortunately kim's so son sad. dies yeah which they didn't really touch much about why she wanted to sue for his wrongful death 
I was listening to Juicy Scoop, and mm-hmm. she mentions in there that um, he played football yeah. when he was younger, and when he passed, she had his brain scans. scans, and he had a shit ton of CTE. Yeah, I just, I wonder why they didn't include that in the documentary, because I know a lot of people were kind of confused with that, too. Yeah. But she wanted to also file a lawsuit for that. Mm-hmm. But then it just became a thing of where no one would take it because she didn't want Tom to take it because she already knew something was yeah, going on. Because they didn't want to step on Tom's toes. And I think that's also fucking garbage. It's almost like, you know, um, you've heard the stories of like abused wives that are married to cops and like, who do they go to? All the cops on the force are obviously going to like back their husband. It's like kind of that same mentality where it's like, cool, I have this issue, I don't want to go to him, but nobody else will take the case because Tom. It's fucking abusive. Kim decides she's not going to move along with the lawsuit for her son that passed away. She's going to help Kathy focus on on Joe. That's where we end with them for the time being. Then we're introduced to yet another client slash victim of Tom, uh, Josie Hernandez. Uh, she had three kids. She became incontinent because of it. Uh, they implanted a sling implant thing to help her with it. Obviously, it did not go well. So she tried to get a settlement from the company, and she went with Tom. Tom did win, and she was supposed to get a settlement of $135,000, which she never saw a penny of. So that's great. Jeez. So we hear the Josie Hernandez case, and then they cut to... How in the early 2000s, rumors were already starting of people not being paid, lawsuits not being paid out, um, and people were just kind of trying to brush it under the rug and be like, oh, well, he's just like a big name. Of course, people are coming after him and stuff like that. But obviously, he's had complaints against him for 40 years. 40 years? It is. And I think another thing is like every single time they have a reunion on The Housewives, Andy always brings up somebody in a lawsuit. Either somebody's filing for bankruptcy, somebody's in a lawsuit, and they all just brush it on the rug like, oh, I can't talk about that, or oh, you know what it is, it's like a partner that didn't get paid or whatever. And I'm just like, in my head, I think because I got so numb to it, I was just like, rich people are just in lawsuits all the time. It's that's just a normal thing. That's just thing. what it is. Yeah. I'm just poor, everyone's, so I don't know. Yeah, everyone's going to sue the rich mm-hmm. people just because they want the money. So, like, I don't ever really fully comprehend it, but I think that's the best thing about this documentary is, like, you hear the victims of these people that need this money. Mm-hmm. They've gone through painful fucking hardships, and they've won this money fair and square, and this asshole is just keeping it all. And then also having the goal to be on a reality show where they just flaunt it. I know. I'm like, can you imagine? I can't. And that's, they straight up ask these people, are like, how do you feel about watching that show? And they're like, I can't even believe that they would do that. Yeah. Like, be low-key about yes. it. Ne- I never would I be like, we have two jets. One that's small, one that's a little bit larger that mm-hmm. flies internationally. I pay 40 grand a month for glam. I send my glam team on trips with me first class. And these people are severely injured, needing medical procedures for the rest of their lives and need that money. And they don't have access to it. And now Tom Girardi's fucking broke. 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 It's insane. I feel like if she sold half of the shit that she owns, she could pay all of them like back. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you just do that? Like, why do you need that? I mean, insert the clip of where she's like, (laughs) I could totally go back to that life. Yeah. Do I want to? No. no. Once again, why can't we just do the right thing? So that happens, and then they played this voicemail from Tom. And this voicemail, all the other ones, I felt really bad for him. He sounded so sad, yada, yada, yada. This one enraged me so yeah. fucking much. Is it the much. one that enraged me too? I hope so. I wrote it down. He goes, I don't want you to be mad at me. I'm working like a dog. I'm in your corner. I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me. I'm a good guy, by the way. Do you know how many I'ms is in there? It's all I, I, I. I'm a good guy. I'm working like a dog. It's like, I don't fucking care about the excuses. I'm coming with you to you because I need it. And now it's all about you and your heartaches and your fucking problems. I don't fucking care. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're working like a dog in your multi-million dollar Mm -hmm. mansion. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I not paying you to do a service for me? 
and you've done that service and I'm sure you've taken your fees and money, but now you're holding on to the other money that is mine. I'm working like a dog. I'm doing everything that I can. I'm not the bad guy. I'm a good guy, Don't by the way. Don't be mad at me. I'm the good, I'm a good guy, by the way. I couldn't. Those other voicemails, I was like, oh, I feel so bad for him. And then when this one came out, I was like, go fuck yourself. I was, yeah, I thought the exact same thing. My skin crawled off my body. I've been in that situation before where I'm coming to somebody with a situation or whatever and instead of addressing the situation and trying to come up with a solution, it's all the excuses of like, I'm working around the clock. Like, I have all this on my shoulders. I, 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 I. And it's like, and then nothing gets resolved. And I'm like, you leave the office and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? How did this all become about that person? Yeah. And also, you're not a good guy because you've been stealing millions and millions of dollars from fucking victims your whole fucking life. So you're not a good guy. You're not a good guy. I don't trust anybody that uses I that many times when mm-hmm. you're coming to them. It's not about you. It's not about you. So that voicemail got us all riled. <laughs> um, and then it's election day 2020. Erica Girardi files for divorce. And I have, do you think that they did that on purpose? Like, so, so it would I, get buried? I do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it doesn't hurt into the money that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, what do you think? Sorry. I mean, like, I think that they announced it on election day because they thought, like, oh, oh election day news. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. election day 2020 was pretty fucking significant. Yeah. Like, why would anybody pay attention to the side story of, like, we're getting divorced? Mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, so... That's, like, number one why I think it's all yep. a farce. Like, oh, let's announce it on election day where it won't get any coverage. Who does that? But it did. <laughs> <laughs> We're all psychos. We want to know what's happening. Oh my gosh. Okay, but going back to the path I was taking, yeah, I do think that they ask her on the show, they do like a little preview. They're like, is that why you're getting divorced? And she's like, mm-hmm. no. And it's like, yeah. yes, it is. Stop mm-hmm. lying. Mm-hmm. Even if she didn't know about everything, I think Tom would have told her. She would have known either way. Maybe if maybe if he was like, look, this is what's going on. Yeah. We need to get divorced so yeah. you still are taken care of. Yeah. Like, she would have known maybe at the end, maybe at the beginning. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. think – I don't think it was like she's like, I can't believe you did this. I'm getting a divorce from no. you. I think it's so they can cut ties and she'll still be taken care yeah, of. Yeah, so that they can, like, hide some money. money. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's 100% what's happening. I just find it so weird for, like, so many reasons. Like, they actually seem like they really loved each other based on the show. So I just also thought it was bizarre that now he has Alzheimer's and she's nowhere to be found. I just feel like if you actually, even if you want to get a divorce, like, you would be there to help him if he has Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't, there's just, like, so many things happening. But then when I was listening to Juicy Scoop, I guess there's been a shit ton of rumors around Beverly Hills forever that he's had a mistress since, like, she started Erica Jane. Okay, so I was like, did I miss something? Because everything I've yeah. seen, they're, like, a transactional marriage. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the transaction? And then I hear that he might have someone on the side. And yeah. it's like, do what you want. But this is, yeah. like, I'm going to have something on the side. I'll yeah. take care of you. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, did I miss something? But no, I just who don't... was the side piece? Like, what more do you need? You have millions of dollars. You yeah. have a beautiful woman. I don't know. Why is and there also, a side person? You're so old. Like, how much sex are you possibly having where you need two women? And it's like, is it to be flashy and to show off? But it's just bizarre that there hasn't been any, like, hints to it on Real Housewives. I think they all have such strict contracts with Bravo where it's like you can talk about this this and this but like if anybody talks about this issue it's over you know because there's like a lot of things that I'm like women put the restrictions yeah I don't know I think they all have contracts with like Bravo where it's like you can talk about these certain things but do not mention this because why wouldn't they talk about uh, him having a mistress they all act like Tom's the best him and Eric are madly in love I don't know I feel like they all get paid too well to be able to be demanding I don't think so I mean with Erica because I feel like she's a big draw into that show so I could see that being with her but I yeah yeah, I had no idea about the I hadn't side based on Real Housewives I don't think you should have an idea Mm -hmm. I think it's like all these like side 
articles and stuff, which I don't get into. Like, I don't read magazines where it's, like, all the tabloids and shit. So yeah. I don't know what's going on outside of the show. I'm watching the show, and then it's kind of over. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've read... But now, since we did this doc, I was like, well, let me see some side things. See what's and going on. Yeah, it seems like he's had a different relationship for, like, the last ten years, pretty much. What it made it seem like was he started having a mistress, and she was like, all right, well, if you're going to have a mistress, I want to do this pop career. Like, you fund it, and I'll do this, and you can do whatever you want over there. Which, I mean, that makes sense, too, and that's why everyone keeps calling it transactional. But on the show, it makes it seem like they're madly in love. They're madly in love, yeah. Which is why... What a crazy life to have. It's so insane. Which is why when the divorce came out, I was just like, that's crazy, because there's no, like, little crumbling or anything on the show. And then also, when he came out saying he's, like, diminished capacity and has Alzheimer's, like, why wouldn't... If they actually loved each other, why wouldn't she be there to help him or take care of him? Yeah. Why would she choose now to get divorced from him? But Mm -hmm. it's all, I think it's all just to keep as much money as they can. They showed some receipts on the doc about how he's invested into Erica's company. Yeah. And she's like, I have no idea what's going Mm -hmm. on. And I also, I think she's super fucking smart. So smart. I think she's super smart, and I think she didn't... She's too tough to be like, I don't know what's going on. No. But I think she knows what's going on, but she's smart enough not to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, sure, my baby, like, gave me $20 million to, like, fund this. I'm not asking where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. But I think she knows. Yeah. But I just don't think that... I think she was smart enough not to ask questions and not to know. You know what I mean? Because maybe... Because just in case something like this were Mm -hmm. to happen. I mean, he's been doing it before she came into the picture. It's not like, I honestly thought he started doing it because of her. Not because, like, she was like, you need to do this for me. But more so, like, this is what my baby wants. And, like, I gotta make sure she's she's got what she's got. Or she'll leave me. Um, But he's been doing it forever. So he's always been a fucking piece of shit. They also talked about, uh, I don't know if it was on Juicy Scoop or the doc. But maybe, oh. It was, uh, what's her face, Kim, when she was on Juicy Scoop. She goes, she said her theory, she's just saying it's a theory, was maybe that he was broke, like, yeah. all this time because oh. of everything happening, and that with Erica being on the housewives, like, it helped him get more clientele, because it's like oh. you see this nice, sweet man yeah. who's helping everyone yeah. else, helping all these other big cases, and then it's like, well, he looks like he knows what he's doing, so let me... Make him my lawyer. And he does. It's mm-hmm. like, as soon as they started dropping the Aaron Brockovich case, you just... Have you seen the movie? I've only seen bits, but I know that it was, at the time, like, the largest settlement, settlement. that yeah. was. And, like, his character in it is... Portray- like, they're looking out for these people. And that's how he was portrayed on the show, too, where it's like, he's looking out for, like, the small guy that yeah. gets fucked over by, like, large corporations. But he was doing all the fucking... It kills me. He's doing all that fucking and he wants a wife and a side piece. He's just fucking everything. But it's like, what do you, for what? Why do you need a wife and a side piece at that age? I don't know. At any age, but I'm saying specifically At 81. Yeah. Okay. You can't trust anybody. (laughs) You you really can't. So I I did feel kind of bad and he's like, oh, there was a time that I had $80 million in cash. No, $50 million in cash. Mm -hmm. He's like, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's something, Michelle. Yeah. There's something. Well, there's, I mean, there's the house, there's the jets, mm. there's all of her fucking jewelry and shit. Like, there's money to be made. Yeah. And I just, I don't get it. In that video, he looks so fucking old. It was, yeah. yeah. This is kind of random, maybe not, but when they were talking about the voicemails, how he kept calling Joe young man. Yeah. Not that he is experiencing Alzheimer's, but what if, like, he called him young man because he couldn't remember his name? Oh, yeah, that's probably it. But that's also just, like, a rich person thing where it's just, like, I'm calling somebody, I don't know. But I can just see them trying to twist it and use it as that, and then also... His voicemail, like, did you hear the voicemail that he left for Kim on Juicy Scoop? No. Oh my gosh, really? No, I think I only got halfway through. You should listen to it because he's kind of just rambling and she made it sound like he was aware of what was happening with her and Kim. And so he calls her and he's, 
we'll listen to it after we're done with the show, but he calls her and he's like, I still think you're a good person. Like, do what's best for you. Like, he's still trying to maybe manipulate her, but mm-hmm. then he also kind of goes off and it's like, what the hell is he saying? Yeah. And I'm like, are will they try to use that as evidence of like, yeah. oh, look, he's not sounding clear, so he did have some Alzheimer's. Maybe. Because I feel like between Kathy and then the airplane crash, the mm-hmm. Lion Air crash, that's like when everything started crumbling. So I think she did have a big part of it. And he's probably just trying to sweet talk her because if she goes away then a lot of it goes away. Mm-hmm. Everything started to crumble for Tom when the Lion Air crash happened in 2018. They went up against Boeing and they won a shit ton of money and nobody got it. And that's when people started, a firm out of Chicago finally got through to like judges and shit and were like, what is happening with this man? Kathy Gomez and her case, I think, is when everything started to kind of crash around him. And that's it. You know, they asked toward the end, they were just like, why do people that do this, like, sign up for reality shows? And that's always my biggest question. That are bad people? Yeah. Like, I felt the same way with uh, the Judices, like, Teresa mm-hmm. and Joe. I'm like, this bitch just paid for, to furnish her whole house with 150 k in cash at the furniture store. And then, like, two seasons later, they have, like, they're in jail for fraud. And I'm just like... Why would you do that? If you know that you're being fucking shady, why would you present it to the whole world? Is, is it, it that they're stupid or do they think they're untouchable? I I can't tell if they're just dumb or if it's like a hiding in plain sight. Like, how dumb would I be to fucking be on this reality yeah. show if I'm doing something crazy? Like, I feel like it's almost that. I can't tell. I'm just like, be low key if you're going to be or shady. Or maybe even getting more publicity to where other people invest in whatever bullshit they're trying to sell. Oh, that could be it too. I don't know. It always makes me question it. Or just trying to set up their family for when it does crumble. Mm -hmm. And I mean, most of the people in the Bravo reality world that have gotten in trouble with the law, they get picked up again and Mm -hmm. they get paid even more money, so why do they care? Because then they have like income after Mm -hmm. their jail time. Andy Cohen is like, well, this makes for great TV. Mm -hmm. But then also it's like, well, Andy, I have all these lawsuits. Like, this is my job. I need to work. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like a catch 22. But I think it's more of, um, it makes for good TV. So yeah. Yeah. So they don't care. And surprise, surprise, Bravo didn't comment. Tom didn't comment. And Erica did not comment on this documentary. Why didn't you guys comment? I wanted to hear your thoughts. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, I'm sure she's like, watch the show and you'll see everything you need to know. Yeah. But it's like, you're a liar. And even in those clips, you can tell nobody believes her. No, and I'm excited. Well, I don't want to say excited because it's not like I'm, I feel bad for like the whole situation and Mm -hmm. everyone involved. But I feel like those ladies will press her a little bit harder than she wants them to. I don't think we'll get answers, but... I think Garcelle will. I know. I love love Garcelle so much. So they keep showing the clip of she's like, you really didn't know? And she's Mm -hmm. like, nope, only Tom knows. But I could kind of, I kind of believe her. I think that she did know, but she just didn't know actually what was happening. Mm -hmm. Because I think she was smart enough not to ask questions. Yeah. Because she's not stupid. That makes a lot of sense that you said that. Okay. So I have questions after the documentary. Okay. Number one question. What was the plan? (laughs) Was he just going to steal money and not respond to people until he died? Like, what is the end game? I don't know. Some people are like, is it because you needed to afford Erica's lifestyle? But I, it's just like, I just don't, when would have been too much money to where you're like, I don't need to do this anymore? Or why not taking your actual fee out of the money? Why wasn't that enough? Exactly. I just don't get that. I don't know. That... That shit gives me... Have you ever watched the Firefest documentary? Maybe he had 10 oh, Erica's. Yeah, maybe. So he's like, damn, bitches. I'm trying to like... <laughs> everyone wants to be a pop star. I'm just trying to be a good lawyer. You guys are making me steal. <laughs> everyone wants to be a pop star. Oh, <laughs> uh, But no, that gives me anxiety. It's like when you have like all those balls up in the air and it's just like you're paying fucking Paul but stealing from Peter and uh, it just... It gives me anxiety. I already said, why the fuck would you go on a reality show? And then, do you think Erica knew? Do you think Erica knew? 
I don't know because Kim said in the early days, early on, she was always at the law office. Yeah. But with you saying you think she knew but just didn't ask the details to where it couldn't be held against her later yeah. on makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think I think she was a smart cookie. I think she was like, I don't know where it's coming from. I just know that he gives me the money. And maybe she did try to press Tom to see, like, how, where do we get all this money from? Like, it's Why so... Why would you ask? I would ask because I would be afraid yeah, that but you're this a good person. Happen. But you're a good person. <laughs> I'd be like, honey, I'm going shopping at TJ Maxx. Just give me $100. Yeah. <laughs> Not a million. That's the thing. It's like, sell that fucking tiger ring. Pay off Josie Hernandez. She's all set. You did the right thing. Sell off the plane. Give it to Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm. You did the right thing. Like, fucking do the right thing. You do yeah. have the money and assets. If you have to, like, get a smaller house in Bel Air and actually make more, you know, negotiate your contract at Bar. Bravo or whatever, mm-hmm. fucking do it, but be like a good person. You've been caught at this point. Yeah. Don't get divorced so you can fucking stash away money. That's disgusting. And that's what they're doing. There's no reason. <laughs> In the what? last episode that you didn't see, they're all at a French themed party at Sutton's house and they're waiting for Erica to come oh, in. Shit. And so they're talking about it. And Garcelle goes, well, why wouldn't she just wait? Uh, Dorit goes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And everyone's like, what are you guys talking about? And Wait for him to die? Yes! Because <laughs> Garcelle's like, why would you get divorced now? Like, why wouldn't you just wait for him to die? And everyone's like, oh, girl, you're so bad. But I'm like, but that's that's the, the logical thing. There's no reason why she would get divorced right now. Mm-hmm. Unless they were hiding money. Especially if he has Alzheimer's now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason she would divorce him. Even if he wanted to make sure that she wasn't left without nothing, it's like sell the plane, sell the mansion. Mm-hmm. You would, I don't, I don't understand. You can downsize. But also too, maybe it's because, I mean, she does have her own company. Yeah. So like that doesn't get messed with. Yeah. You know, not that I'm like, go team Girardi, but maybe they're like, we could sell all of our assets mm-hmm. to pay back the clients, but Erica's company her finances can't be touched i could see that like maybe she's like bitch you're not touching my finances so we are getting divorced because i don't want them coming after my company oh that's probably it too and and hiding money i mean who knows i just think that's fine whatever get the divorce like make sure they don't touch some of the shit that you've worked hard for but pay everything off Mm -hmm. like pay those victims back pay the loans off, like, just fucking do it, and then whatever you have at the end of the day is what you have, and you have to rebuild. Yeah. That's it. You did the wrong thing, fucking pay for it, and then keep it moving. Mm -hmm. You work at Bravo, like, they'll keep you on forever, so. She could definitely build things back up. Mm Mm-hmm. And she could just stop. Unfortunately, like, she might need to stop being Erica Jane for a while, because that is, like, a big expense, Mm -hmm. but... Just be a housewife on Bravo. I'm sure they get paid, like, $750,000 a year. Like, you'll be fine. It's expensive to be me. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. Oh, my gosh, Erica. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to finish the season of Beverly Hills and see how it ends. I just want to... I mean, I think this is, like, the biggest... Plotline through it, which mm-hmm. is good. This is a much better fucking overarching plotline than fucking Puppygate or whatever the fuck. Oh my God. Well, what about Denise? Denise that and Charlie. That wasn't even real. Denise li- and yeah. Uh, Brandy. Yeah, that wasn't good either. I remember there was one season with Teddy Mellencamp where like the biggest issue that they had for most of the season was that um, Dorit came late to meet oh Teddy God. at a cafe and I was like, this is why you're not that good. Yeah. I like watching the... Like, you know, lifestyle of the rich and the famous, but the storylines are so boring. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's not (laughs) steal from our clients. (laughs) I think it's the easiest one to come up with. Just don't be a bad person. Do the right thing. Let's not forget to appreciate the little things in life. Sometimes having a glam squad that costs $40,000 isn't all that it cracks up to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, appreciate the smaller things in life, because I think you're going to need to soon. Ugh. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Yeah! A little pop culture for you. 
Hopefully. Let, hopefully you liked it. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah. Sam's been like, a, you've watched Housewives forever, right? Forever, yeah. yeah. Since the first um, uh, Orange County. Yeah. Season one. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got into it during pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy that you did. Mm-hmm. Well, I just decided, you know, they're trash, I'm trash. They're just <laughs> trash with money. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we love you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. And in the words of Erica Jane, some people call me cold, but that's not ice. It's diamonds. <laughs> I really wish I could do her voice. She's me so too. Good. Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, bold, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at deadlygroundscoffee.com.